Hey, listener, if you've enjoyed Shakisha and the White Boy, consider visiting us at anchor.fm backslash SATWB and using the support button. Your support will help us to continue bringing you new episodes of Shakisha and the White Boy, as well as some other exciting things we have planned. Thanks so much for listening. And now, on with the show. Welcome, welcome. You're listening to Shakisha and the White Boy. I am your host, Ryan Dinger, a.k.a. the boy who blends in when he goes out in the snow right now. And I am joined here by a woman who is about to make damn sure your film or TV show set is COVID compliant. The one and only Shakisha Williams. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's going on? Not too much. So I wanted to ask you, you know, I said in the intro there for the listener, if you're unsure, Shakisha is this weekend doing a job that did not even exist two years ago. You are going to be on set as a COVID compliance officer. I'm not sure how much you can talk about the the project. So I won't ask you about that, but I'm just curious, like what the heck that means. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so in my role, what I'm doing is making sure, you know, no one comes to set with a fever, temperature, um, making sure that they're taking their COVID tests now, like Mm -hmm. actors and crew included, uh, making sure they're social distancing, um, washing their hands, having the like available PPE, sanitation stations, um, and keeping records of all of that. So yeah, that's a side gig that that's my kind of side hustle yeah i like it i uh yeah. i think it's honestly like it's going to be the type of thing that probably won't go away for a very long time it'll so, change uh, it'll change but it won't for sure it will change it. yeah for sure but you know it seems like a, a good side gig to have because i think it'll be consistent work for a while as you were talking it reminded me of i don't know if you remember if the school where you went when you were younger had these but at my school we had um what we called safeties when i was in elementary school and okay. were, so my elementary school was first through through fifth grade and fifth yeah. graders were safeties and safeties on like their job on the bus we wore little sashes and stuff was to like make sure kids were staying in their seats or yeah. you know making sure all the kids got on the bus all the younger kids oh and, yeah. gotcha <laughs> so, okay okay and i was i was a safety when i was in fifth grade because i was a massive nerd who did things <laughs> like that um but that that sort of reminded me not to belittle the importance of what you're doing but that's what it had me thinking of like you're going to be the like or like maybe like a hall monitor might be something that people know of a, a bit more universally known than the safety like the hall <laughs> monitor on the set like sort of sort of like my fear um in going into any project is they're gonna hate me just a little bit there's gonna be someone who's a rebel um someone who doesn't want to necessarily do all of oh, the yeah. things that you know it. is requested of them um my job is just to report that back to the producer um gotcha. but yeah it's kind of interesting i was gonna um ask you something about um, when I came in, you were playing the guitar. I was, yeah. I, honest to God, need you to play for the people one time. <laughs> like, this has to happen. We like, should do a, a fundraiser little... <laughs> for, like, Shakisha and the White Boy, and I'll do a set. You know, I, yes! I actually put together, I'm preparing for my future as an older man. Like, and so I'm, uh, I've been learning a lot of, like, coffee house standards and, like, you okay. know, just acoustic singer-songwriter type stuff that, 
So I've been working on a set that I could go out and play in like a coffee shop or something if, if need nice. be. I feel like Very that's nice. going to be a future for me, you know? Um, Indeed. So, so I haven't played any of this stuff live yet, but I will, let's, <laughs> we can figure out a way and I will play and sing some songs for sure. Come on, please. <laughs> I like the idea of the fundraiser and I certainly like the idea of you on a, like a, on in like a little stool in the house or a stool wherever. Yes. And just in a little one spotlight and you doing yeah, a little thing. chill. Yeah, exactly. So I figured it was time to evolve, make sure I want to be able to play live music for my whole life. So I was like, well, what's that going to look like? You know, you can't do, I, I don't play heavier music so much anymore. And like hip hop I can do for a while, but you know, what's yeah. it going to look like when I'm in my fifties and sixties? Like what's, what's but everyone who's in their fifties and sixties at the time will still be into what they're into. Yeah. But this is, this stuff I'm playing. I like, like, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm into those things too. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. A different iteration you are diverse. You have like you, your catalog is like mine, like, like, oh, yeah. like, like from here to here. It's, yes. It's, all yeah. across the spectrum for sure. So my friend Tiffany was like bugged out when you were, uh, did King Kunta <laughs> yeah, yeah, at karaoke. karaoke. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. was like, what? That's a great song. I, I definitely don't look like the guy who's picking King Kuta for karaoke, but uh, I love that song. I love that album. It's a pimple butterfly. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> so you're going to be on set this weekend. So we're doing this a little bit earlier than we usually would. But speaking of being on set this week, we are joined once again by a guest who has spent a lot of time on set. The one and only sensational Kenethia Powell, a writer, film, uh, a writer, excuse me, a film director, innovator, and creative who is the founder and CEO of QFN TV, a global streaming network set to launch this year, will be joining us. That network is focused entirely on content and creators that are women of color. With Kenethia, we discussed the beauty of ideas, why the words you speak over your life are so important, and how most people don't want to take the time to do the work required for growth. And a lot more than that, guys. The conversation was phenomenal. Kenethia is astounding and inspiring. She's got a sultry voice. You do not want to miss <laughs> indeed yeah not want to that's coming up a little bit later on but first we're going to start the show as we always do by talking about some fucked up stuff it's time for wtf what fuck what the fuck what the fuck what the fuck Richard? what the fuck wtf shakisha i've been thinking so i've been keeping a running list of um like WTF topic ideas just as I come okay. across them. And it is quite long. I don't think we're going to run out of WTFs for a very long time. It's the type of world that we're living in right now where right. there are plenty. And actually we've been able to avoid the super dark topics, which is something we talked about. You know, the music is kind of like, should we really be talking about police brutality and, you know, that type of stuff on the segment. So I feel like we're in a good place, but the one that I saw today is one that came up recently. And I just, I had, to bring it up to you. So oh my God. The story is from <laughs> I effing love science. That's where I initially found it, but you can find it anywhere. But but here's the, the part. A Siberian marathon is believed to have set a new record for the world's coldest marathon on January 21st of this year. 65 runners competed in Yakutia's pole of cold marathon in Siberia with a temperature of minus 53 degrees Celsius. That's minus 63.4 degrees Fahrenheit. Shakisha, I have embedded some photos from this event for you on page two of our episode guide. If you'd like to scroll down now and give me your reaction. People doing a marathon running 26 miles, a little over 26 miles, I believe it is, in negative 63 degree Fahrenheit weather. This one woman 
on this photo, her eye, her oh, eyelashes, oh. I guess, are so iced up. She's got like just little slits for eye. It looks like her eyes are just completely iced over her face. Yes, is, her entire face is icy. She looks like an old gray man. This dude, and then there's a, the guy with the beard underneath of her who's just got ice in just throughout the beard. Shakisha, what? what are these people thinking? I so here's the thing. I'm I'm planning on a Cali move. Um, and we had a nor'easter, was it Friday or Saturday, like overnight? Yep. This and it was very apparent to me that I am so over anything cold. <laughs> um, shout outs to the, the people who ran this marathon. Oh my gosh. Shout out to the polar, the polar, what do they call it? The people who run in the water. The polar bears, yeah. Yeah, shout out to the polar bears. Like y'all can have your ice. This is insane, Ryan. Oh I, my God, what? The so absolute. my favorite part is I didn't have this in, in the part I, that I read, but there were actually spectators as well. A few dozen spectators. So there were people not only running in this temperature, there were people standing around watching them run in this temperature. The thing- How I far? Keep, wait, did you did you catch how far? Like what marathon, was the- like, It's a full, so like a full a marathon. 5K. It's no, like 26 miles is a marathon. Yeah. 26 miles, gotcha. Yeah. What? 26 miles. So the thing I keep thinking about is, you know, we both grew up in the Northeast. We've, we've been around the cold, right? Have you ever tried to run in the cold before? Um, it hurts your lungs. It's not safe. It's not safe. It hurts it your really lungs. It does hurt. I feel like breathing in the cold air, you know, you, you breathe heavier when you're running, taking in that much cold air into your lungs. It really stings. I can't imagine what negative 63 degree Fahrenheit feels like running i can't, you imagine can't even like get your hands warm like your hands and your face and they were iced around their their they're iced scarves over. And hats. they're what? iced over it's iced nuts. over straight up like so they weren't frozen they were literally in in motion it wasn't like they got stuck no that's that's <laughs> as they were running <laughs> just stuck <laughs> That's what that's how they found them. They didn't I, mean, I don't know. It feels like, like the polar bear stuff is supposed to be good for you. That's what people say, you know, going swimming and I hear Tony Robbins say that like in the morning he takes a cold bath. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not with it. I, I just, can't get down with it either. I I it feels like psycho behavior to me. Like the even like when I've watched the athletes and they're in those dunking tanks, those and yeah. they just sit there to like relax. Uh, oh, thank you. No do you remember, problem. Do you remember um I guess it was almost 10 years ago now, the ice bucket challenge that went viral. Right. I remember doing that. And I was like, that was enough. I'm good. Like, I don't need to. You did <laughs> it? Oh my I God. Yeah, I'm digging. I'm digging. I'm digging. I'm digging. I'm finding it. I'm going to find somewhere it. somewhere on Facebook for sure. I'm certainly going to so, find it. But uh, yeah, I don't and know. Guys, if you're, if you're interested in seeing Ryan do the ice bucket challenge, hit us up, like send me a, a message and I'll post it on, on our IG story. I'll tell you what, if people respond and say that yeah. they want to do that i'll yeah. do it again i'll, I'll put ah! how about that okay so the deal is guys if you say to ryan listen i want to see you do the ice bucket challenge i'm i need 10 people to send me a message and we're gonna do it let's I go i won't even make it 10 people five people oh my god somewhere on social instagram facebook yes. gmail.com yes! message me personally if you follow me it doesn't matter where five no. people and I will oh do a nice bucket God. challenge. Okay, that is, 
That it's is awful. a guarantee. Five people say something to me or to the show and I'll do it. It's guaranteed. guaranteed. What the fuck? WTF, I love this. Now we got calls out to the audience. Five people, if you hit me up, hit us up, I will do a nice bucket challenge. So if you want to see me suffer, I will do it. Although I may say I'm going to wait to the spring to do it because I don't know if I want to do it out and, you know, what's going on. I might not make the same mistake that the people in Siberia did and I'll push the event to the spring. Like they should have just done the marathon in the spring. That's how I feel. So (laughs) anyway, moving on, folks, you've heard it. Five people reach out to me. I will do it. I promise we will post. Come on, y'all. Moving on, we've got a wonderful guest, as I said in our lead-up. Kenethia Powell joins us today. Let me read the bio for you. Kenethia Powell began her career in the arts as one of the founding members of the Orlando Black Theater, that city's first African-American theater company. She's the author of Butch, Never Judge a Butch by Her Cover, an international coffee table book in over 23 countries that has been featured in publications such as the New York Times, Huffington Post, After Ellen, and BuzzFeed. As a writer, film director, innovator, and creative, she is the founder and CEO of QFN TV, a global streaming network set to launch in 2022 that focuses on content and creators that are women of color. QFN TV is the first global streaming platform that truly caters to all women of color from all walks of life because representation matters. The platform will offer a curated selection of films, series, podcasts, music, and videos. Additionally, QFN TV will release original content, including TV series, films, and numerous podcasts. QFN TV's content will be available online and via services, including iOS, Android, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, Android TV, and Roku. Kenethia was amazing. Uh, amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what to say. The conversation, like if you're someone who's struggling with how to be creative and, and do your yeah. thing in, in the world, then gear up for this because Kenethia is super inspiring, I thought. She was. I enjoyed it immensely. Well, let's do it then. Let's give it to him. It's time now for Art of the Grind. Whoop, whoop. All right, so I'm excited because I have been trying to get this this beautiful soul on the pod for a minute. And in the infinite fates, you know, right before the launch of this amazing network that we'll be talking about, that we'll be talking about, ah! um, we got her, we got her, yes. <laughs> um, a, like, when you say creative, Kenethia Powell is everything that is creative, mm. is everything that is giving and loving to this world. When you get to know her, you know someone who is smart. And if you've had the, the privilege of hearing her voice in any kind of a recording environment, <laughs> my God. It is sultry. That is a, that so is a great Bless point. your entire existence. <laughs> Your whole life will change. I promise you. I gotta get her to say you're now listening to Shakisha and White Boy. Just one time, just one time in a recorded environment. Everybody, please put your ears together for the incredible, the magnificent Kanithia Powell. Yes. Oh Welcome to the show. <laughs> in the house. Thank I'm you. trying Thank to put my ears together. I don't know how to do that one. It's like it's, 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 it's like, you, like you're trying to. Yeah, there you go. Canadia, <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I 
what a well, what an intro. Like, I don't know how to follow. I hope I live up to um, all the beautiful words uh, that Keisha and you, and you and Ryan have spoken. I'm grateful. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, uh, so I was reading your bio, of course, when, uh, you know, when we were doing the research for the show mm-hmm. and, and as Shakisha said in, in her lead up there, you are a creative titan, as it seems. And oh, the thing that good. stood out to me, the first thing that stood out to me is how much the work that you do across so many different mediums, you, you mm-hmm. work in, you know, media, including, you know, TV, film, shorts, documentaries, and even reality TV. Mm-hmm. So I want to start there. I'm, I'm curious for you, which format is your favorite to work in and why? You know, they're all my favorites at different points in time. You know, I love, God, that's such an interesting thing. I think the thing for me, though, is having the opportunity to create, period. Mm-hmm. There's so many beautiful things about an idea and how it comes to you, right? And you're already winning if you get one, you know? Um, The fact that it chose me to bring it to life, I'm grateful for it, whether it's a short, a documentary, a reality, um, a series. The idea is always willing to tell me what it desires to be, and I am always willing to listen. So standing in that space of just allowing and being willing to not force a thing, just allow it to manifest as it desires to, allows me to work in so many different types of mediums. So yeah. I'm just grateful that I'm willing to listen and allow. So talk about that a little bit more because that's actually something we talk about a lot on during mm-hmm. this segment, Art of the Grind. You, you, and what you said is so true when you have that moment of inspiration, that idea, mm-hmm. as you said so eloquently, it is a gift. But something that we've had a conversation with with a few of our guests, a conversation about with a few of our guests, is this idea that like sometimes you have to work without the idea also. Mm-hmm. And, or do you feel like it's not that for you? Is it, is it that there is always those bursts of inspiration? Or are you also having these moments where, uh, you know, you're kind of just grinding, doing your process without having, you know, the mm-hmm. muse, as it were? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a deliberate creator. Mm-hmm. So for me, I mean, ideas come from so many different things. I could be riding down the road and listening to a piece of music and all of a sudden my mind is on a journey. I could see, I was, I remember I was riding down the highway. Um, I think I, I forget where I was going, but I saw this gate and it was just surrounded by just trees. And it was the most random thing that you could ever see. And my imagination just took off because yeah. what type of person lives off this huge piece of nothing highway, what are they trying to hide? Who are they running away from? So everything just comes to life and then boom, there's this whole idea. Um, I don't like to turn my wheels uselessly. Like for me, it's the idea that comes, that's the chicken and the egg, right? So it's the idea for me. And then I just go with it. I mean, just turning my, I mean, I don't know how you work without an idea. I don't know what that means, really. To be honest, like, I don't know. Like I, I have an idea, and then I move through it. You know, I write it down. Yeah. You know, I ponder it. I write it down, and then I decide on whether or not this belongs in something else, or mm-hmm. this is something new altogether. And then I move uh, from that space. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel I feel, I feel the yeah, same way. Like the Jackson, the Jackson Pollard style of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's for everybody it's not for everybody um i also understand being influenced by the muse it's usually mm-hmm. the most mm-hmm. the most fun part because it's like 
it's the part of you that is like connected to the spirit, whether you're a writer and you could see a scene playing out or you hear dialogue, mm-hmm. you know, that's the most fun because you're like, oh my goodness, it's going faster than I can Right, even right, think. right. Yeah. And then there's the, cut. I don't want to call it the cutoff, but then there's old switcheroo mm-hmm. uh, where you have to kind of, you know, mold it and make and perfect it. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, and I, I, often find myself as a creator like sometimes that that balance of loving the muse like me and her in the groove and yeah. then she split <laughs> yeah. she go and do what she do and i'm like yeah. wait a minute it was so cool when you were here giving me all these ideas and thoughts and then the the parts where you have to you know as me as a writer have to submit to cover fly or have someone you know read your pages or submit for pitch all of that stuff is so important though you know um what's beautiful about ideas is that it speaks your language Mm. i'm not getting ideas about songs and crazy stuff if that's not what i do right if that isn't my purpose right so for me the universe is gonna i feel like the universe is like an onion in a way, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to give you just enough to make you curious about it. It requires, it's a collaboration. You know, I'm going to dip this into your little psyche real quick, but I need you to dig down a little deeper. And what it does as you dig down and, and, and become more connected to that, that thing, that gift that it's giving you, another layer comes off. Oh, and then I'll reveal this to you. And then another layer comes off and I'll reveal that to you. It's a beautiful fucking experience. I'm sorry. Can I curse from here? Because yes, of course. Please Please fucking curse. Perfect. (laughs) You're right. Um, Yeah. But that's the beauty of an idea. And it's speaking directly to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Your language. And it requires you to be an active participant in it. I love that. Well, I guess I want to ask you, like, for me, I, when you were talking before about the idea, the inspiration, I've, I felt that myself as a, as a creative person, I, I, I'm a musician, a writer. So I, you know, I work in those spaces as well. And, um, but, and, and what you were describing, I have definitely experienced where you see something or you hear something and suddenly mm-hmm. it manifests into this whole big thing that you yeah. never knew was coming, never right. expected. Right. I feel like that experience for me though, I, in my process mm-hmm. happens five times a year, maybe like maybe a little bit more, but it's not very often. So I guess what I'm curious, what I'm curious about is, do you feel like you have some type of control over these ideas? Like, is there a way that, or a process that you have where you sort of seek these ideas that you're talking about? Or do you feel like I do that they just sort of come to you and you just happen to have a channel that's much more uh, traffic than mine is that, you know, and so that it's not really a seeking out or a process. It is just coming to you. Okay, so I'm going to say this real quick, and I'm going to come back to that. The words you speak over your life are very important. When you think about um, how this world was created, if you believe in God or whatever it is that you believe in, when you go back to those old Christian beliefs, the thing that stands out to me the most is the word. God didn't, or whatever you call it, God, universe, source, um, spirit, I call it many things. Mm-hmm. Everything is around us was spoken into existence. That tells me the word is very important. What you speak over your life, how you speak to yourself is the most important thing. Why? Because you're listening. You're listening. So what I choose to speak over my life is ideas choose me all the time. 
because they know I'm the right person to bring it to life. When an idea wants to live, it comes to me. And I stand in that space of allowing for that idea, that dream, whatever it is, to yeah. come to me because I deserve that. I'm worthy of that. I am never without an idea. If I feel like I am, oh, one's on the way to me. All I got to do is wait for it, right? <laughs> but in the process, I'm going to work on those things um, that I have already been given. Sure. And when I shift my focus to that, that allows the idea to come in because I'm not so focused on, oh, let me get an idea. It's going to come when it's ready. But I'm going to do the things that I already have been given and free up that space and that vibration or manifestation, so to speak, and allow it to bring itself to me. And when I least expect it or when I'm ready for it mm. and standing in that space, it absolutely fucking shows up. <laughs> right? Yeah, so that yeah. that is, I mean, I don't count the ideas. I'm just grateful for those motherfuckers when they come. Because yeah, I know yeah. that it's going to take me to another place that I haven't even thought yeah. of. And that is fucking amazing about creating. It's like, this starts from nothing. He just made this shit up. These people don't even fucking exist. And now <laughs> they're walking, living, breathing things that you can't even deny. Yeah. Fucking fascinating. I love that shit. I am in awe of you. Like the all the faces, if you peeped it, like any of the faces that you saw me making in the background is generally how I am. So Kinesia is a master moderator on Clubhouse and you'll catch her there if you're fortunate enough because she's going to um, hit the ground running very soon with the new uh, the new network. Mm -hmm. um, so you might get a chance to see on Clubhouse. But if you did and lightning in the bottle, bitch, I saw and it was... <laughs> <laughs> and it was something to be old and every time um you, what I love about you Kinesia is that you speak with purpose mm -hmm. like I think there are folks in all elements of life I don't want to even like use clubhouse as a a source for anything that where people just want to be heard mm -hmm. just because they're not being heard in other areas and you're mm -hmm. always very specific Mm -hmm. And when you speak and what you speak to. And yes. that just goes to show like Ryan, this is who she is. She, this is how she shows yeah. up for many, many people in that space. Um, and a lot of us, you know, come into the space, particularly some like Kanithia, who's like a badass, like writer and creator. And like, this is how she makes her money, spending time with... <laughs> Spending time with people who are <laughs> as who has a, who have had the opportunities mm -hmm. to to make those kinds of transitions into their career, and you are so so. She just sold into you, Ryan. If you didn't know, I, just, I I did pick up on that, and the I would say the thing that I am most impressed by, and and I saw you you had referred to yourself earlier as a deliberate creative, but I okay. would say you're a very deliberate person, even I in am. the manner of speech. And Shakisha, I love that you mentioned your face because. Uh, it just shows that we're on the same wavelength once again, because I was thinking, man, Shakisha looks like she's really smitten right now as Kenethia <laughs> was speaking. I was like, yo, she's in love. Like she's in love right now. So uh, I, it's hilarious to me that you called out your face as well. A lot Kenethia. of screenshots, a lot of screenshots. <laughs> so Kenethia, uh, one of the things we want to talk to you about is one of your biggest ideas, uh, if you'll allow me to say, QFN TV. Mm -hmm. Um, which is launching this year. And uh, so yeah. I guess I'm curious, 
how did you, how did that idea come to you? What was the, the impetus for that? QFN TV is so funny because um, I don't know if you guys remember or knew um, over 10 years ago, um, Comcast came out with the opportunity to give 10 network stations to black owned and operated um, creatives. Right. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to throw my head in the ring, see what happens. Cause that's the kind of person I am. Right. Had these people around me. I was active doing a lot of things. So I was like, ah, we'll pull together a group, submitted my proposal, was not aware that I was up against P Diddy and Magic Johnson. <laughs> That was where you got your revolts. That's where you got your fire. <laughs> and that's where you got your El Rey stations. They came up with three to begin with. And then they were going to come back around a couple of years later to open the rest up for the um, other seven. They never made that turn back. Um, but they sat with those three, which was fine because they, you don't know my name at this point. I would go with Magic too. His name is Magic, right? <laughs> That's, so. That's tough to compete with. Although Kaneki yeah, yeah. is pretty good too. On any level. But, you know, they did say, you know, we love your idea. We think you're onto something. I was literally 10 years ahead of my time. Um, with the way that I was thinking about my network station. Now, everybody going out to the black woman, we're, we're popular now. Um, but back then that was not the case, you know, 10 to 12 years ago, that was t- definitely not the case. Um, so I was like, you know, sometimes things don't happen for you because it's the best thing for you. You know, I'm a country music fan. I love Garth Brooks. I thank God for prayers, for unanswered prayers. I don't know if y'all listen to Garth Brooks or country. <laughs> I'm a country girl. So I definitely listen to all types of music. Country is one of them, but Fair I also enough. love Garth Brooks. But um, this opportunity came about just randomly. You know, um, I've always wanted to own my own network station, um, but 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that's a lot of coverage, you know, um, and looking back on it, that would have been a huge mountain for me to climb. No doubt I would have put on the shoes and pulled out the spikes and did did what I had to do to make it work because that's who I am. But I'm grateful for where um, media has has gone, you know, with the Netflix and the Amazon and all that jazz. So this allows me, if I have, what, 100 hours of content on a network or a platform, rather, um, I can just launch and add and go as I go along, Mm. you know. So that was a much more attractive opportunity. And literally I'm sitting in my house and I'm talking about an IP that I'm developing. And um, someone was like, oh, that's good. You know, I'm all about ownership. You know, um, I will license the hell out of something, but the IP stays home. So they were like, oh, this sounds great. Let's schedule a meeting. I literally had a meeting with them the next day. Like, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. Would you like the opportunity? Fuck yeah, was my answer. That Monday, I had a meeting with the platform and they were like, we love you. This is it. If you do it now, this is what it'll cost. And I'm like, fuck it. Let's go. It was really as simple as that. Wow. I had all of the information from my old um, research and um, network station. So it was very easy transition for me to just be like, oh, I can pick that up. It's already done. I'm going to update it, um, expand it a bit. And let's fucking roll with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I teamed up with um, a really good person of mine that uh, started Revolt and All Black and all that kind of stuff. And she really helped me, help guide me through this OTT process, what it looks like. Um, it just got me on board with the 
technology as well as how I should be thinking about it because it's completely different from television, right? So with that, armed with that, you know, mm-hmm. here we go. I just signed a contract a week ago, about a week ago. Um, I'm sorry, that, that just hit <laughs> me there. So I speak in movie and song lyrics. So bear I speak with in Simpsons quotes, yeah, yeah. so it's all good. That's just... <laughs> right, right. So just signed a contract um, about a week ago uh, for a platform that has about 10,000 and we'll have over 20,000 movies by the end of the year. Wow. So we're coming on hard coming on strong and we're in 190 countries. We're going to do a slow walk across the earth. um, And we're going to bring it. Yeah. That's amazing. That's really amazing. One great film at a time. You know, Mm -hmm. like speaking, like speaking of creation, speaking of having ideas, Mm -hmm. so many of us are so rushed to uh, execution. Mm-hmm. Um, and some ideas are meant to mellow. Some ideas yeah. are meant to ha- be like, do the preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think your feeling behind it was so key. Like you weren't bummed out. You no. didn't let it, you didn't like, like, oh man, this didn't happen. I can't believe it. Didn't. Like you didn't land in the how, mm-hmm. but you did the work. You showed up fully in yeah. that space, in that moment. And then down the line, mm-hmm. it was time. Like, I real please talk about that. That how everything is. It please talk about that when your time comes. You know, hold these babies down a little bit. And when I say babies, it don't necessarily mean age. Some of them are green at sixty. Listen, uh, come on, truth. Come on, truth. You want the world to know about you when you don't even know yourself. Oh, how can I? I mean, I'm just saying, know thyself. Oh, anyway. I think it'll be unfair to say that I wasn't saddened by not getting it. However, what is for me is for me, always. So I I rested in that space. I pitched my tent, if you will, in that space and was like, okay, so what didn't I know? How How could I have been better in this situation? What could I have included in that package that would have made them say yes immediately, right? You know, um, I just came to the conclusion that I needed more money and a bigger name. Um, but you know, <laughs> I need in my name um, and in my wallet. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, if that is it, you good. You just need a little time to grow your, your bank, um, expand your knowledge, pull people onto your platform, your team. Most of, I can't speak enough about having the right people in your circle, right? That have the experience, that know what it takes to get there and proven that they could take a company there, right? Um, mm-hmm. In your corner, because you don't know what you don't know when you're starting out, right? You just got some Google searches and some little stuff that you pulled together and said, okay, this is what this is. But having somebody on my team, so valuable, um, that had that knowledge that, you know, could, could help me out in that space is, I can't say enough about that. Your team is so important, but you're an acorn force before you become a tree. Hmm. There is a process, right? You got to be planted in something that allows you room to grow. You got to spread those little wings out a little bit for some stability, right? Because when those winds come and they're really hard and they come, 
you gotta be sturdy. You gotta be firm and, 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 and settled in your place, right? Giving it some proper sunlight, some proper water. That acorn, that seed you plant, it will bring forth a tree every single time. That is how it works, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I I don't so put it true. in the microwave for 30 seconds and it's you ready? don't put it in the microwave. Oh, okay, the okay. problem with most people is that they don't want to do the work. I had someone um, talking about, oh, I got this script and this is great, you know, but my writing is here. I want to be here. And I was like, baby, the only thing that's between there and there is work. Yeah. It's you want the craft, yeah. learning how to be better. Well, I want it out now. Then hire a writer that's already there. Mm-hmm. And it may not be what you expect it to be because it's not you. It's them. Yeah. That's such a good most, point. Most people don't want to take the time to grow. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To do the work. Like I had to walk in corporate America for like, God, my whole entire career. I work for, I used to work for oil and gas, um, the big one, um, for what, 14 years of my life. And before that, I was in law firms and all that jazz. Mm. But that was a necessary step for me. Because when we're talking about, you know, creating an OTT streaming platform, it's great to be a creative, but how are you in the boardroom? Mm. Yeah. Now, for me, I had the luxury of, God, I had divested what about thirty billion dollars in assets, you know, and that's just the one company that I worked with. Now with the law firms, it was a lot more than that. We were the largest firm in the in the state of Georgia, and then moving to D.C. and then eventually to Texas um, for the oil and gas company. I mean, I've sold stuff all over the world, but the important thing for me was being able to be in that room. Oftentimes, I was the only black woman. I was the only woman in that room. But boy, was it entertaining (laughs) to understand and know that the people in that room are no smarter than I am. When you were living that part of your life, did Mm -hmm. did you know then that you this is where you wanted to be, that this was the goal for you? Oh, yes. I've always created. I've been creating ever since I was a kid. Nothing stopped me. That job just gave me money to do it. Sure. (laughs) I didn't have to ask anybody else. But yeah. So I guess let me ask you this then. How were you able to sort of find that balance, right? Like this is an issue that I think so many creatives have is having Mm -hmm. to, you know, live, you know, eat and and have a home and all those things and and still, you know, wanting to do your passion, wanting to do the thing that that moves you. So how were you able to sort of whether that time and, and, uh, you know, uh, fulfill those obligations via a job that maybe wasn't the most fulfilling for you while also still working toward this path and this goal that you had. Okay. So I'm going to say two words, belief and discipline, Hmm. period. I had a belief that I was worthy of living an abundant life filled with art, filled with creativity, freedom. I also had the discipline to, when I went to work, did my thing, I sat home at my table with my laptop for a specific amount of time, and I wrote. I created. On my lunch break, I had my earphones on, my tab, I wrote, my tablet in hand. I found a quiet place, and I wrote. There was never a time where I wasn't creating. I was always creating. Yeah. I made films, I did video, I did all kinds of shit, you know, but having the discipline to do the best I can 
where I am with what I have. And at this moment in time, if all I can do is write, I'm going to write. And then I'm going to film it. And then I'm going to go film festival it. <laughs> and then I'm just going to put it out and see what happens after that. Yeah. You know, life doesn't always show up like you think it should. And that's a beautiful thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you're dreaming too small. Yeah. And what I think a lot is- of people really struggle with that. You know, this idea that life doesn't show up the way that it should. You know, I, right. I, that's something I found a lot. Yeah. Um, that's 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 a major thing. You know, we all think we should be. And that's another thing about just walking or taking the steps, because sometimes what you think it should be, you don't even like. Mm-hmm. Yes. You don't oh my realize so that you want it. But you, you're like, oh, I, you, because you're chasing someone else's shit because you're yeah. seeing what somebody else is doing. You get there, you're like, oh, this is fucked up. I don't even like this shit. What the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? Hilarious. And then you cry and you get there and you're like, I don't even like it. I've made a huge mistake. Right. That's just like putting a car on your vision board, right? Oh, I love this car. I want to manifest this car. Baby, have you sat in it? (laughs) Have you driven the car? Yeah. Do you like how it handles? Mm-hmm. I am a believer of test driving some shit. Okay. I want to go do that to make sure that's actually what I desire to manifest, you know, and being yeah. open to understanding that even if I get there, it may not be something that I like, but there's something in there for me, figuring out what that is and then picking up and following that. That curiosity. The right. Curiosity. Come on now. And not be married to, um, I've found, I have, and I might've even said this, in rooms with you that the hardest thing for me has been the pivot. That has been the hardest lesson in my life. And I am now at this stage and and range in my life where I understand that a pivot is sometimes just around to still getting to the place that I'm supposed to be in. I would say recently it was asked of her, Oprah, do you still have any big dreams? What is Oprah's big dream? She said, my big dream is God's dream for me. I am the physical manifestation of that, but I'm not, you know, I don't have any big dreams that are my own. Like I kind of, I like to be in the flow of what the higher power has for me. And a lot of us, because what you are 1000% correct, not being fully whole, thinking this thing is going to be the thing that makes them happy. And it's not always the thing, because as the process continues, you get hit, you get jabbed, you have to be in the now because you'll get there and find out I'm still unhappy because you missed all of the moments leading up to that thing you thought you wanted so badly. Mm-hmm. Everybody well, wants to be. If I, had, if I could throw something at you and it hit you in your head right now, <laughs> Do- Reverend Dr. Kanithia Powell. Oh my gosh. Building, That's funny. Maybe That's we funny. should uh, get out of here before you throw something at Kanithia. <laughs> <laughs> That's a collection plate. That's what I'm about to do. Yeah, just put it in there. Put it in there. Come on. That's a high compliment from Shakisha. She doesn't drop that one. I've gotten that once or or twice. That's a, that is very high praise. I appreciate that so much. And you're so right about that, Shakisha. People are so obsessed, obsessed with the destination. You don't realize it's about the journey. You don't plant a seed and walk out the next morning looking for a cornfield, right? You know, you have to allow it to grow. 
you have to be willing to to take those steps, to go on the journey. That's where the beauty lies. That's where the growth lies. The destination is just that thing that's out there. But who you become in the process of taking those steps is the most amazing fucking thing. And understanding that where you, how I got here, everything I experienced in my life got me here. Now, where I desire to go, I've got to become a whole nother fucking person. I've got a whole nother set of fucking skills I got to learn. I've got a whole nother wall that I have to climb. But the fact that I get the opportunity to do so is fucking amazing. And I love <laughs> that shit. And I'll do that shit every fucking time. So I Ryan, it. I don't know if you're familiar with this, this particular TikTok, but it's this thing where it, like uh, there's certain things people do in church and they'll say, <laughs> it's like all these church faces, they'll say, raise your hand, make a mean face, raise your hands, feel the electricity. So Kinesia has given me a reason to do a, a Shakisha and a white boy TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. QFN TV's content will be available online and via services, including iOS, Android, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, Android TV, and Roku. There is no excuse, listener. It is literally everywhere. Kenethia Powell, thank you so much for coming on. It has been tremendous. I've had such a blast talking to you. And uh, thank you so much for being generous with your time with us. I appreciate that. I'd like to say something, if that's okay. Uh, please do, yes. Please. You can take the final word, of course. Come on. I'd like to say that to people out there that are creating, that feel like they're not moving, that, you know, whatever, whatever. First of all, be gentle with yourselves. We're all trying to figure it out. We all don't have the answers. The important thing is that you love yourself through the process. You're open to pivoting. You're open to where this journey desires to take you. And keep going. There is nothing beyond you. Everything around us came from pure thought. Therefore, if you can think, you can create. All you have to do is be willing to do the work and take the time that it takes to become that thing that you desire to become. Ask for help when you need it. There are many people around you that are happy and willing to help you if you are willing to ask. That's all for another episode of SATWB. Thank you so much to today's guest, Kenethia Powell. I think it's safe to say, Shakisha, these last few Art of the Grind segments have been straight fire. Yes, indeed. Love, 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 love. Yeah, we're off to a strong start here in the second half of season two. And listener, if you agree, you can help us to bring more great conversations and more to you by becoming a supporter for as little as a dollar a month. Learn how to do that by visiting us at anchor.fm backslash SATWB. You know, I know that on a QFN TV, they're planning to do podcasts, but man, I would love to get Kenethia somehow involved with this. You know, we've talked about SATWB, the, the show is is the beginning, but we have so many ideas about this format and where we want to take it. And Absolutely. I, I feel like Kenethia, like, you know, 
we we need to reach out and get her involved somehow because that voice is just like mm, it's so I, I don't know like she never said Shakisha the white boy like I want it like I want it just that Shakisha the white boy like she has that like ease and coolness that is crazy so Panithia yeah. thank you so much for coming yeah, we're putting out the call. We're going to put some pressure on and see if we can at least like a weekly five minute meditation for creatives or something. Like yes, at least that. So the woman yes. has a voice for the for this market and we got to tap in. Come on. So, so before we get out of here, of course, special shout out to our guy Berberock who wrote and produced our intro music. You can find more of his music by visiting him at brbrck.com. Like, subscribe to the podcast where you can and rate us if you're able to do so. Follow us on the socials. Send us a message if you'd like to see me get uh, ice bucket challenged. I don't know what the get get ice bucket done done up just ice all over Ryan. Yes, yes. Five people. That's the goal. Five people reach out and we will do that and put it on social. That is a guarantee. Shakisha, good luck to you on set this weekend. Congratulations on a new gig. You are blazing new trails. I love it. Until next time. Peace, y'all.